Welcome back, everybody. This is the Friends Podcast. We're here with another episode. Um, we're really excited for all the new listeners and the subscribers. Thank you, guys. Our Instagram is the Friends Pod, so make sure you guys check us out. Um, we're everywhere, so that means Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube. And my name is Rod, and uh, my co-host. Yo, what's going on? My name is Matt. Um, like you said, man, subscribe, all that cool shit, man. Definitely tap in with us. Make sure you guys listen and uh, all that cool shit, man. For sure. We love you guys. So let's start this off pretty much how we always do. How was your week? Um, not too bad, man. I'm, I'm just hungover right now. Um, so it's going to be sound, sounding a little different right now. But went out to a little party last night for the movement festival in Detroit, which is like a, uh, like a techno EDM type thing, you um, Okay. So, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of coasting right now, trying to get some energy back in the room for the, for the listeners and shit like that. But um, Get them electrolytes. Yeah, I need those for real, for real. Um, yeah, so what's going on with you? My week has been pretty good. I, I, I can't complain. Uh, work as usual. Um, coming up with new topics, things like that around the podcast. Uh, this weekend, I'm probably going to go back to the soccer game. Soccer game going on, the New York Red Bulls. If you ever uh, in town in New York, New Jersey area, make sure you go check them out. Um, it's always a good time. Yeah, definitely. I think when I come out there, I definitely want to go see them just to see the energy. So hopefully the season's still going on. Um, we can, you know, see what's going on with them. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how long the season goes on, but uh, thank, you, thank you for the listeners. And let's go ahead and get on to our uh, topics. So the first one, it was the ban of IG filters. I know some of you influencers are, influencers are real sick about this one. So apparently they're banning on the AR filters, which is augmented reality for people who don't know, uh, for Texans. Come after the um, the Texas Attorney General, who was uh, Ken Paxton, he filed a lawsuit accusing the platform of misusing facial recognition technology. I thought that was pretty interesting that they really went after Instagram. There's a lot of platforms like Snapchat and all that, all the other um, platforms who be trying to change the face and how people look. And I was like, wow, like I didn't even know you can even pay like a lawsuit like that out. Yeah, I mean that's that's really interesting um, because yeah, because they talk about like the facial recognition and the fact that people can. Like, I guess when you use the filter, I guess people can, or like they take your data, like they take your facial, you know, your, your face and stuff like that. So I think that's what it is. So, I mean, of course, Instagram is, and Facebook is a company, so you can always take some type of legal action. But this is kind of interesting because it's like, I never thought something like this would happen. I know people who be catfishing, they they real mad right now. It's, it's hard to catfish when you ain't got no uh, AR. Shit, they can still uh, go on Facetune right quick, and they can still go on, you know, some other shit, and then and then upload it. Like they just don't have it in the app, I guess. And this is only in Texas too, so I don't know how many. This impacts a lot of people. Texas is a big state, but it's just kind of um, it's kind of out of the yeah, blue. Through a lot more loops. Yeah, definitely a lot more loops. Where it's like, yo, I gotta go to go to this app first. Let me go. Let me go ahead and get my shit tuned up right quick. Then I'm gonna upload it, which. I don't know. How do you feel about filters in general? Like, do you feel like it's overused? I feel like it's definitely overused. And it's one of those things where people don't really post pictures without the filter just because they don't think 
reality looks as good. Uh, maybe that's just how I view it. They have to have like a filter on it to make their like if, if you're just having a picture of like scenery or something like that, or whatever you're eating, or like they had they put filters and like that, like what Paris filters, that dark filters, that black and white filters. And I, I think that's more or less maybe there's a psychology behind it between like I, I've heard that like your mood and like what you try to portray. Like I, I, I've heard like people who use black and white filters a lot. That means they're probably kind of depressed. <laughs> like, that's funny because that, that's the one I used to always use all the time. Like when I was uploading pictures on like on the internet, I used to always use that black and white because I, I don't know. I think it just looked cool. Maybe I was depressed. I don't know. <laughs> Like that's that's kind of crazy. And the people who use like bright filters and things to try to highlight, they're probably more happy and upbeat. Yeah. Um, more a little bit more extroverted. So I think it's a bit of a psychology too, and it just like it's like mentally what you visually you see appealing. So I mean, you said you just saw you saw black and white as appealing. I mean, maybe you were depressed at the time, and like that's what that's why you thought that. But I don't know. I feel like reality is. Like what's wrong with just like how shit look? Like you can just find. Like I don't, I don't see the point of it to be honest. I, I guess that's your question. Like I don't, I don't see the point of like putting filters on things. Like if you see something that looks great, then it's just it looks great. Like you, what do I need a filter to enhance something that's already beautiful? I mean, I feel you on that, but I mean, even, even think about just like magazines or you know different publications where they have pictures of celebrities or you know different people just like in the public eye like they use yeah. they don't use well, a lot of people like ain't in the public eye like that like they're not i don't know i feel like the influencer like that realm and that area or that field or whatever i guess you can say i guess that is kind of like similar to the magazines back in the day because that's People really go to these Instagram pages and stuff like that, and for these into these influencers instead of looking at magazines these days. In my opinion, well, I'm, all I'm saying is that they've been editing photos for you know decades, like before Instagram, because like everything that's on these magazine covers and shit like that, that shit is not straight up how the picture was taken. Like you take the picture, Photoshop. yeah, I'm about to say you take the picture and you edit it somehow. I don't know how they did it back then, but you edit it and make the person maybe look slimmer, make their chin look a certain type of way, make their, you know, stomach like flatter, you know what I mean? Like shit like that. So I feel like it's been a thing before Instagram filters, but Instagram filters just made it more accessible for the normal person. And now it makes the normal person look at themselves and be like, damn, I need a filter because it's not the way I look regularly is not, you know. Yeah, them AR filters, I'm, I'm kind of glad about it because it just like, it, it kind of forced people to kind of be true to themselves. It definitely, it gave them the option to look like a lot of celebrities who do the Photoshop. Like it, you got to have like a, it'd be, uh, I don't know if I should say it, but I, it is what it is. Fuck it. So it'd be like uh, some woman with fat cheeks. Yeah. And like no makeup on, then I put a filter on and it's literally like they got a slim ass face. It looks like they got a full set of makeup without actually having all the makeup and pin the Photoshop. So. It gave them that accessibility to kind of do that real easily. And I don't know, just I feel like y'all just need to stop lying. Some just hit the gym. If or, or like just put the just put the actual makeup on. If you if you wanna uh look like that, it's just 
why not just put the work in and just do it? Why you gotta fake your 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 uh, how you actually look and what like who are you lying to? Like at the end of the day, it's like you're lying to yourself. Like that's not how you are. It's like you why you why you gotta put that fake ass AR filter on? So man, shout out shout out to the uh the Texan uh, attorney general out there. Maybe this will move on to some other states. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know if it'll be, you know, like a countrywide thing or anything like that. But you say, who are they lying to? They're lying to themselves. But there, you got to you have to admit that there is a beauty standard that exists in America and all around where people feel like if I'm not this, then I'm not beautiful. So it's like that, that, that's that's why people somebody with fat cheeks or somebody with. You know, like a long, long ass chin and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why people try to edit it because like they know that that's not the quote unquote beauty standard. Man, ladies, you are beautiful how you are. Um, you don't have to appear like big woman, um, skinny woman. Like you don't need to try to appeal because I don't know. All these standards are just by social media and all that type of shit anyway. Like just be body positive. Be who you are. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know. It, it is what it is. Like, but you're right though. Like everybody is beautiful in their own way, and um, and I kind of like the aspect of the um, the idea about the information, take information because these websites do have too much of your data. Like for them to be able to just looking at your face, you can unlock your phone. I'm I'm sure like there's someone like selling that data and just sending it to all these different companies and your finger like it's just too much like we just we also definitely need to like we need to be getting paid for our data like if we give information like that we should be getting paid they shouldn't be able to just sell that information off like we should have a say in that yeah i agree um i mean but you know it, it do always be in the terms and conditions you know when you first sign up for an app like they tell you but who reads the terms and conditions like when they sign up for some shit they just trying to get into the app and do what they do so it's like they tell us um, but also, it ain't no telling how much they really get paid from selling our shit. Like, it's probably like... They get paid millions. Yeah, I was thinking millions, billions. billions. Yeah, like, it has to be up there. So it's like, that would be nice if we could get paid at least some, at least some type of percentage. But they just going to keep doing what they do because we agree to these terms and conditions. And it's like... Maybe they should just make internet free. Maybe that might be the payment. Hmm, maybe. I don't know. Internet... Um, any type of media just should just be free. They're gonna just sell our data. Top, uh, send out, give it, making us pay subscriptions on top of you selling our data. Yeah, I mean that could work. That could possibly work. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like they could still pay us too, because I feel like internet being free. Like what I pay like forty dollars for the internet, and I feel like the data that I that's that's sold, or if I was like on on social media like that, the data that's sold for me. It's definitely worth more than forty dollars because these these things help companies make decisions on like. Um, I mean, it's, it's forty a month. Yeah, but like, so it's like give me more than that. Up. Give me give me about two hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me about because like I said, one flat fee. Yeah, give me, give me something like, or I guess based on how much you sell for me. Like, I don't know how my, how it works. Like, do they just take your face? Do they take your like location? Um, search history, like all that. Yeah, like, I feel like they take everything. So it's like, go ahead and tell me something. Give me, give me something. That's what the census does when they be trying to get information out of uh, people households. 
they're trying to figure out how many people live there, what race they are. Um, I, I feel like that's all. That's just data that's just being sold and stored. You think so? Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean that's that's very valuable information to somebody for sure. Like a company, they want to know what people are in this neighborhood, how many people. So when they have like a product or something like that that may appeal to that area, they'll be like, oh, maybe we should start selling more in this area. Like, why do you think? I, I don't know. I feel like why is there so many McDonald's in the hood? In a sense, that's a good question. That, that's a question. That's a, like maybe they're getting that data about how many niggas is living in this neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a conversation about food deserts and the fact that they don't put a lot of the times they don't have you know nutritional type of food in you know and low income you know neighborhoods. Yeah, it's cheap. But you know what I'm saying? You can get some vegetables for cheap. You can get some shit for cheap. But I feel like they just vegetables ain't cheap. I mean, like going to Whole Foods and inflation, like vegetables and fruit, man, that, that shit expensive as hell right now. I mean, Whole Foods is high in general, though. That's the thing. But if you go to, I mean, if you go to the farmer's market, store. like if you go to like Easter Market in Detroit, like it's going to yeah, be good. Like you go to like some type of not corporation like fucking Whole Foods, you'll be good. This is definitely going up wherever you go, though. Yeah, yeah. At this time, like in this, in this economy, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, like you said, overall, like I think that this is something that's good that, that Texas did and um, hopefully it spreads around just so they can stop taking our data and just so they can stop lying to us and lying to themselves about who they are on social media. Like, it's not cool. Like, nobody likes a liar, especially on social media. Like, it's not cool. Like, just be yourself and post yourself, so. Yeah, that's really what I, like, get out of. It's like, be yourself. Um... No, you can't like have all this data without like proper permission and things like that for the companies. Like they're just making more money off of us. Um, but I, I understand a lot of people, they, you're gonna do what you wanna do. It's like, if you want that filter, it's like, why, why should anybody be able to say, no, you can't have it as well on the side of the creative. Right, yeah. So, I mean, there's many different sides, ways you can look at this, but overall, I'm, I'm not mad at the, at the rule, like the government and uh, these companies have too much of our data and we're just not being compensated for that information. Yeah, because some people are gonna hate this shit. Some people is gonna be down bad. Yeah, I've seen the backlash. I've been, like people in Texas, they are pissed. Over Instagram filter, like it's crazy. Yeah, cause they had like a picture of like, I saw this one post, they had a picture of someone with the filter and someone without the filter. And I was like, damn, this is night and day. <laughs> For real, like this, this should need to be uh, this should need to be all over like this rule, cause man, like the catfish is at an all time high right now. Man, look at the shit that we get mad about as a society. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's money and out there only fans. Yeah, I mean, shit, we don't care. About, I don't care about no damn filters when I'm watching videos like that. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about what, what you know. what I'm saying like, that's not. We don't need no filters on OnlyFans videos, but. Um, anyway, let me, let's move on before I get too deep into that. Uh, so let's kind of talk about uh, posthumous albums. So, um, you know, we've seen so many posthumous albums because a lot of rappers have died, unfortunately, you know, from gun violence and from overdoses and things like that. So posthumous albums are definitely still a thing. I remember like the first time like, I really got in tune with like what that was, was when Tupac, you know, Tupac was releasing those albums after he died and Biggie. 
um, was releasing yeah. those albums. Biggie, Life After Death, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, then they also had the, the Don, Illuminati, The Seven Day Theory, mm -hmm. um, Tupac Machiavelli album. No, he was alive. Wasn't he alive during that? No, nah, this is a posthumous album. That's posthumous? I never knew that. Yeah. I swear, because I thought that was before... Um, I thought that was before All Eyes on Me, but I guess I must be tripping. But um, yeah, at any rate, um, so yeah, so I guess the question is like, do you feel, how do you feel about posthumous albums? Like, do you run to listen to them when, you know, I guess when somebody's dead? I can't, I, I feel like I just, um, a lot of the majority of the albums uh, that are posthumous, it's like, of course, as a fan, you want to listen to the music, but. You kind of feel a way that the artist didn't he's not here to pit it out and like lay out the album the way he would like to right and that someone's behind the scenes that's just releasing this the way that they the way they see it and it may not be the way that the artist had intended it for it to come out but it's also another um thought about like when you think about some of these artists families um some people just go too soon like pop smoke he didn't get the release that that big ass album like debut um and that that album i'm sure like it, it was huge it, i'm sure it did a lot for his family um it paid off probably a lot of bills and people and it put his family in position so i'm sure he will want that yeah um to at least sleep behind no, I, that. I think that's true like um <clears throat> in that aspect yeah I'm, I'm definitely glad that they can get paid off of it but it's only if, like, some people don't have no great relationship with their families, you know, when they die. So it's like, if it's somebody that they had a great relationship, I'm glad that they got, you know, some type of compensation for their family members' music. But if not, like, some some of these parents be, like, like who is that? Aaliyah's, Aaliyah's like, um, uh, uncle or something like that. I can't remember her name, but, like, he was doing some shit with Aaliyah's music, some shiesty shit. And... And I don't like when they they get the money when they could take advantage of you know they they family member being a superstar. So um, in terms of that, I don't like that. But in terms of just listening to posthumous albums, I'm not really listening because I think Rob made a good point where it's like they didn't sequence the album the way that they would have sequenced it before they died. Like the music, the, the beats not gonna sound the same. Like the verse is not gonna be in the right place. So it's like. Maybe they do have pre-recorded songs that they already did and shit like that, but to me, I'm just not, it's, it's not something that I run to um, just when somebody dies or even after they die. Like, I'm not, I'd rather listen to what they put out just as themselves. And I, I kind of, what I really don't like about it is when, like, you, you're talking about the family aspect of it. Like, after the person died, like, it's like, they just have albums and albums like five to ten years later. Like we still hearing uh, Biggie verses and um, like right now we're still hearing like Triple X Tentacio like drop albums and and features and music. It's just like it's, it's at a certain point it does get like I feel like it's too much. It's like if you're gonna put out the music, maybe do it pretty soon. Like after the person's like. Cause they probably already got some songs that were already kind of cooked up together, but at a certain point, it does just seem like they're just like grabbing at scraps, like of like what they recorded in the studio, and they're just trying to throw them 
into like different songs and features. Like with this Triple H Tentacion and uh, Kanye West song, it's just like they never communicated before at all. It's like they've they didn't know each other at the time, so it's just like it's just a weird mix-up. It's just, it's weird mashup. Yeah, and they, especially with people like they didn't even know or or even Aaliyah and Drake. Um, I mean, we were talking about that. It was like that song don't sound right. Oh, it was the weekend. It was the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah, but it's just like certainly songs just don't sound right. That's the thing, like especially when Aaliyah ain't recorded nothing since two thousand one, so it's like it's not gonna sound right in today's sense of like our shit right now is just so advanced where we can record and like mixing, mastering, like it's a totally different sound. So like, if it's, if they died like twenty plus years ago, the shit not even gonna sound the same way. Unless you like really remake, like if unless you had an original file, you can really remix and remaster it. So it's just not an enjoyable listening listening experience to me. Yeah, it's too much time afterwards. Like mm-hmm. I, I do agree, like the life after death, like that was a great album, but it kind of came out like right after it happened. So I'm I'm sure he had a lot of those tracks kind of done and get ready to come out anyway, or like the the Machiavelli album, or like that album was pretty close. Um, they had the Big L, uh, the Big Picture album. I, I like albums that come out like right, like closely. Cause like, I feel like they're just like, they probably already had a lot of these tracks already kind of done and they was already kind of in the process of releasing that album anyway. Possibly, but it's just like- oh, Yeah, possibly. Shit, shit changes, like I think plans change when Especially like these, so like if somebody died, like like a Mac Miller, right, or like a yeah, with that Circles album. Yeah, like I never heard that album because I was just like, I don't know if that's what he really would have dropped next after Swimming. Like I don't know. He was definitely like in his R and B singing back, um, soul kind of kind of style. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what is that what the album sounded like? Like Swimming did. Yeah. Um, it did. It did. Yeah, this one was like, it was still along the lines of like uh, Swimming. It was still kind of melodic, and he, he definitely talked a lot about his mental space a lot. Um, was swimming like his albums start getting very deep. I remember, I mean, this is this is kind of off topic, but the uh, the evolution of Mac Miller, where like as a kid and it was just fun, like with his friends, and it was about the kids and just just having a good time and like going to parties, hanging out. Uh, frozen, frozen pizza, like Kool Aid, like just just chilling. And then like it just over time, it just seemed like his music got more dark. I can see that it just got more introspective. Where it was like he was talking about like real surface level shit at first, but then like yeah, he kind of started getting into his brain. Like this is how I'm thinking. Like I'm on these drugs and like I'm just fucked up like mentally. Like, yeah, he started releasing like beat tapes and. The beat taste would be very just different, and you can tell just him trying and testing. Like, I, I, I really like the uh, evolution of Matt Miller. Like, he was one of my favorite artists um, before he passed. And with some of these albums that just can't, that's coming out, and the music that's coming out afterwards is with the family and stuff. It's just like I, I, I'm just not listening to any more like of the of the music after, like unless it's like some type of. Um, maybe hip-hop rap kind of music but even then it's just like i'm sure he had like a lot of deep stuff that he just never because i i just heard like he used to always say he had 
hundreds of songs and you will always see all these artists go to his studio all the time. So I'm sure he has like hella music that he recorded before he left. But I don't like the shit where they be trying to grab like his, I feel like the family, like they grab certain verses, certain songs right, that right. they might like and kind of trying to put it with um, like on top of new beats with producers maybe that they like they agree with instead of like just some of those songs I feel like he probably got in the vault that he's done and projects maybe that the family don't agree with his like he's talking about or his context like like if it was some of those like albums where like he was working with other people and I, I want to hear some of those to be honest like that, that's the shit I want to hear like those songs where he was actually in the studio working with those artists like I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of heat there and he probably was there. He got was probably was very deep and fooling around, talking about what his what what he wanted to come out like at the time. Like maybe he didn't want to come out, but yeah, because I'm sure he probably got full projects with like I don't know, like Earl Sweatshirt or like somebody like that. Like and he probably has full shit with them. Like maybe like a yeah, Mad Lib tape. People, like even people you wouldn't think of, like he was in the studio with like Future and he, I know he was in the studio a lot with Absol and. Mm-hmm. Schoolboy, like I'm sure this this hella like music that's just in his vault that the family will never release. Yeah, and I think just to wrap it up, like like, like I said, like if I just want to hear what they would have released because I think that's interesting. I feel like it's interesting what people like how people do their career, like how people carry out their career. Like Drake dropped what like Take Care, and he was like, oh okay, well let me drop this album. Uh, let me drop nothing was the same. Oh, let me drop if. Like, you know, like that's interesting, like the chronological order of the albums that they choose to drop to me. So it's like when somebody, when a family drops a posthumous album and it's just like not what the person would have dropped, it's just like, exactly. Not, it's not, I can't really explain it, but it just don't, to me, it just don't, it don't feed my soul. <laughs> like, cause it was just like, he didn't even want it. He probably never wanted this shit to be heard ever. Um, but I guess when you die, like you really don't have no say no more. Like it's really up to your family and the people that own your estate. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's that's the thing. It's like a lot of these artists, they be so young, they ain't really got it written out. Yeah, how they would like their business to be ran, how their music to be released, who has control, who's taking over their masters, who has like access to um, do what they want. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'd rather it be the family than the label, because the label just gonna. Man, they're gonna hor- they're gonna whore you out pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're gonna pimp you. They're gonna pimp your entire life. Especially if you was a top artist um, that made billions of dollars. Like these labels so nasty, they might even like that better when you go. Cause they can do what it literally whatever yeah, they want. Hell yeah. They can choose what they want, choose their own songs, choose the whole album, drop a double album, motherfucking merch. Like they can do whatever. So it's like, yeah, exactly. I guess like, like your whole likeness. Yeah. Is that just like it's, it's bought? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. At least it's a family doing it. Um, but I'm just hoping that family member is deserving of that compensation for when that shit is dropped. But um, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. So we kind of want to talk about a story that we saw. Um, Pete Rock had reached out or not reached out. Um, I wish you'd reach out. Pete Rock, if you're listening. Come on the podcast, but uh, so he had. Yeah, I, I want to know your reasoning more behind what you're about to say, what, what Matt's about to say about it. Okay. Um. So yeah. So what Pete Rock was saying is, let me let me read the quote from him just because I want to make sure I get this shit right. 
got to get it right. And um, especially for like a, for for produce some legend like Pete Rock, you got to get it right. So um, let me pull that shit back up. I'm gonna have to cut this shit out. Damn, where I put that shit at? Damn, where did I put that? Oh, here we go. So here's a full quote from Pete Rock. He says, "Well, so he's, he's talking about drill rap specifically, and this was this is what he had to say about drill rap. That's trash hop, not hip hop. I've been told y'all this kind of shit. I don't care. Call me what you want, but this that kind of hip hop is doo doo." And it disrupts the soul. I told y'all that already, man. LOL, SMH. Um, and then so he continued, nobody speaks up on this trash. Drill rap, not even for the birds or the streets. It's the result of greed. People with no talent and the destruction of the culture. Y'all never no see the play. Talent. Yeah, no talent. Y'all never see the y'all never see the play when it's happening. Everyone complains, but does not speak up and say a word. Now this. This how we going out? It's on social media, but who is really promoting this? Talk about that, SMH. So, um, so these labels promoting that drill uh, music, but the kids eating it up. They are, and yeah. So that's, and I think that's really that's a conversation that we had on here before. Like, what does the label promote? Like, what is the labels like? Their like all that drill music um, is promoted, it's hyped up. Um, but it's getting a lot of views and then now we're seeing all these cases where all these artists are going to jail or getting caught up by what they're saying in their rhymes yeah it's it's just like but that's what you're promoting though like these labels they're putting money and all those dollars behind it it's like maybe they shouldn't maybe that's not something that artists should highlight they just not talk about that kind of stuff i mean or there's different ways to um like what you were saying before, like in one of our past episodes, like you just use different words or different terminology that's just not so obvious. Yeah, that that or just not. I, I, sometimes I like rappers that talk about, you know, bad shit, negative shit, but then tell you about the negatives versus drill music. They make it sound like it's popping, like they make it sound hot. So it's like. That's I feel like that that's one of the issues. Like they make all this shit that's you know, quote. Yeah, they make killing sound good. Yeah, they do. And it's just like that it's not struggle music, it's literally like it's just it's shooting shit music. And the label's not looking for somebody that's really telling the truth about like, okay, this is what okay, you kill somebody, but then their mama's their mama cry and then like they have a whole funeral for him and then his whole for his kids can't eat no more because then that sounds like a meek mill song <laughs> it could be <laughs> i could be quoting meek mill right now but um you know what i'm saying like you got to talk about both sides we're really it's, it's really only one side to that shit when you really think about it like i guess as i'm getting older like i realized that a lot of this shit is not cool like it's not cool that people be dying from gun violence like that's not cool Especially when it's like senseless, when it's some gang shit. Like that shit is not cool because you're from a different neighborhood. So it's like people don't tell the truth about that. People just be saying like, I caught an op, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I fucked this bitch, like all that type of shit. Like it, it sound cool. Smoking on a pack that's somebody's family member. Yeah, smoking on like, a pack. Like other people ain't going to hear that and have an issue with it. Yeah. Like if someone, they will do something to you. It's like, I mean, like the most obvious one is with the... Uh, Chief Keith and all that is like them family members. I'm sure, like they're upset and 
I'm, I'm sure there's neighborhoods that people can't go to and they can't be in that like area anymore because you can't like go around like just disrespecting people. And even the thing with Nipsey with like the dude disrespected like his name and, and the grave and how he ended up, um, they, they ended up catching up with him. So it's just certain things you just can't do it. Like you can't just go around and just start talking about somebody's death and just take it lightly. And that's just everyone uh, being so desensitized and everyone's talking about smoking on um, a family member. It's just like someone's going to uh, feel away and they're, they're going to want they're going to want revenge. And that's really it's just it's just a cycle. It's like we need to end this cycle. Like it, it gets to the point where it's like do people realize how valuable life really is? Like we literally only get to be here for one time. Like it's not no, we, we're not cats. We don't have nine lives. Like this is it. Like once you out of here, you can't be brought back. I mean, depending on what you believe in your religion and if you believe in heaven. Some people might believe in reincarnation. Yeah, some people might believe in all that type of shit. But to me, I feel you like you might be reincarnated as a bug. That's what I'm saying. As a motherfucking ant, a cockroach, like you know, something like that, a fly. So it's like, to me though, I feel like this is it. Like we only get this one life. So it's like, and and I don't think people take that into account. The fact that life is just valuable and precious. So it's like joking about people dying and like you taking people's lives. It's like, like tell the truth about like what it really was. Tell the truth about like, first, you know, first I feel like people need to analyze like, why? Why did you feel the need to take that person life? You know, and... I think that we'll we'll get a lot we'll get a lot we'll get kind of far if we talk about that because it's like a lot of times people will probably realize like damn that shit was senseless like I did that shit for no reason I did that shit just because I was trying to rob him and he had something that I wanted or he just from a different neighborhood that I don't fuck with like I think people need to start having those conversations um, especially through music because I think through music that'll help the people that's influence to do things by music so let's talk about the negatives i mean it could be the mental health aspect um having the access i mean i feel like a lot of it that stems from at least um urban community black communities pretty much it's the fact that families don't have resources and parents have to um parents have to work multiple hours uh long hours which even leaves the kids at home alone um, they ain't really got no guidance. Um, they go to the school system. They're getting teased, and when when kids get teased, that's like that's mental that's mental health issues just like stemming. Like then now there's just camera and social media, and it's just like if they ain't got it, they're gonna find some way to get it. Whether it's stealing or um, going for someone who does have it and pretty much is stealing they shit. I mean, we're just trying to step, sell something illegal just to get that money to get it. Like, you know, it's, it's definitely. So, yeah, I can see that. I can see the mental health thing. Like, I can see because we kind of it, it comes from definitely just not having resources, in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah, if yeah people yeah. have the proper resources and money like given to them um, and families like didn't have to spend like there was more of a work-life balance at work and people got like a fair rate um just just live like um like 40 hours to come home and not have to have two two or three jobs um just just to get by 
Like, I feel like that would that would change a lot of things for um, urban and black communities. No, I totally agree. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I don't want to say given to them. Like people shouldn't. People should. Everybody should have to work for what they get. But I feel like definitely it's, it's people's and communities that's underserved or under. You know. But they people should get a fair wage. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like back in the day, like people can just go work at a plant or something like that, and it was multiple of those jobs. Yeah. Um, at least from what I heard from my family and, and, and like the older generations that came before me, it's like it wasn't hard for. A, if you got out of high school or something like that to go get a job and you can go and work in every day and you can get a house, you can get a car, mm -hmm. um, you can have a family, you just go in and you come back. It's like, not today it just doesn't seem like that's the, really the case. Like you, you seem like most people, like if you don't have the education, you're kind of just looked down upon and you have to get multiple jobs. Like they want you to have at least at the bare minimum um, a high school education or they want you to go and get a trade, like at the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's why this conversation can get deep because it's like Pete Rock said that, you know, about drill music, but it's like, you had to realize where these people was coming from, the people that make the drill music. And it's like, okay, we got to talk about, you know, the, 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 the money situation. You got to talk about the neighborhoods, the food deserts, like I was talking about earlier. Now you got to talk about all those things because everybody got to the point that they're at because of all the experiences that they went through. And so like, they just feel like since they from here, this is what they seen. So they gotta, you know, they gotta talk about that, but it's just like, why, why is that what that, why is that what it is in that neighborhood? Why is that, you know what I mean? So you gotta, it's really, you gotta think about it in a deeper way. Um, because people, people not just making this shit just because it's cool. A lot of people making this shit because this is what they do. This is what their life is. And this is the, this is the shit that they do like on a, on a daily basis. So, And that's what's making money for the kids. It's like, that's what people are listening to. So if talking about that is making money, then they're going to keep talking about it. They're going to keep um, portraying that image. And yeah, just gonna, it just keeps this cycle going on. But I guess the, the next question that kind of, it still relates, but does old head advice hold weight? I mean... I think um, it depends on who the old head is, though, because I feel like old heads, some old heads are wise and some old heads are just old. So it's like some old heads might think like they still 20. So it's like it depends on who it's coming from. Um, it has to come from someone that's like experienced and um, has done something for the culture, for the music scene and has those accolades, has that catalog for them to come out and give proper advice. Like Pete Rock is someone who's done a lot. So maybe some of the things it could be hate, but I feel like majority of the things he's talking about is absolutely correct in, in, in a sense. Yeah, I think so. And I don't think Pete Rock is a hater. I never viewed him as somebody that's like, I I'm just basing on like someone like the younger generation, how they, not only when they see an old person talking about them, but oh, just, he just old. He don't know what's going on today. Like he, he has no knowledge of how things work and they pretty much just discredit old people, which that's not how, like you, you got to learn from some of the, these older generations to, um, cause they have a, a, a wealth of knowledge that, that can be tapped into and it can help them in their career. Cause a lot of these new kids is 
their career come and going like within six months <laughs> and then it's on to the next next uh artist yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like maybe you should have listened to um some of these old heads who had long careers before you yeah and i think that they went through those these they went through those things so like i always quote this line where jay-z said hove did that so hopefully you don't got to go through that like people did shit and made mistakes so we don't have to make them like learn from that right and when pete rock is saying these things like on you know on his social media on his platform like he's not saying that shit for his health he's saying that shit because this is something that he really see like he he probably been thinking this but he like really he probably fed up at this point and he was just like all right i gotta say something about this he loved music so much in hip-hop yeah he just don't want to see it going down this path but i mean there are some other like old heads like eminem um like when he first came back he had this kamikami album um and he went after just a lot of different artists yeah yeah like it was just like some people it it just wasn't even in my opinion deserved um like the list goes on in, in that case like he went after i think what was it sean c um tyler the creator lil pump lil xan lil yachty Vince Staples, 21 Savage, Migos, Young and May, Iggy Azalea, Die Antwoord. Like, it's, when an artist of like that caliber, like when he comes out of album, like comes out of hibernation, and it's just like an album filled with like just disses towards like a younger generation, like I, I can't get with that. Like that's like you're too old to be. Um, like that's the way you're gonna send your message. It's like you have a lot of different avenues. You have all this money success. You could have reached out to some of these artists personally and like had a conversation to help them in their career. Yeah, if you really want Instead to help, of like, yeah, if you really want to help, like, there's a way that you can help. Like, you don't gotta go on a record that you know a lot of people's like want to listen to and just start talking shit. It's like that's how you think you're helping hip hop. Like that's how you think it's gonna make the next generation listen to you by saying they're like an idiot or the music's trash or like they suck dick. Like, I mean, like he's one of those artists who that's what he, he pretty much be saying his music. Like he just go in and just, I, I don't know. I can't rock with an old head like that. So do you feel like it's the way he said it or what is it? Is it what he said? Like what, what's the issue when it comes to old heads where it's like, where it's like, we don't, we not, we not listening to that shit. Like, what's what's it's the like criteria? You make an album just like of over ten people, like of all the people that you hate. Cause it, like, I mean, that's hater shit. Like, I mean, like, just be real. Like, you you just hating. It's like all these people can't be bad, or like some people just might need like a little knowledge and guidance from like an OG. Like like some of these names here is just like Tyler the Creator. That obviously was a wrong take. For sure. Tyler Crater is definitely, he's one of the best musicians like of this time and like producers of this time. So that was obviously wrong. 21 Savage, very successful art, artist. Uh, Vince Staple is a is a very huge lyricist and like he puts a lot of words, a lot of songs, like he puts a lot of thought. So I'm surprised Eminem went for him. Migos maybe just doesn't like the flow and like how the the triplet kind of the verses and maybe like what Migos kind of pushing forward in the culture maybe he just kind of had a little bit of hate on that. Um, 
young and may i mean she was a bit of a lyricist just like wow like really it's like you just handle her because she's a dyke or something i don't and know like little yachty okay like little pump little zen like i i, I get those kind of names because like we see with their career like it just didn't go anywhere but like half the people you name are like decent artists like i it just makes you look like a, a, a hater and it just doesn't it doesn't age well yeah like and I, I read the pete rock quote to y'all so like y'all understand that there's ways to say things and i feel like sometimes it, it depends because like you if, i don't know if you if you're familiar with kevin samuels um but he will say things rest in peace yeah he will say things yeah, just passed so yeah yeah a couple weeks ago so he, he was in atlanta episode too he, he oh was he? not yeah that, uh the, the season finale of uh, okay okay yeah that, that show was like that show's genius yeah um but he was somebody he's an old head that would be giving advice to you know black women um you know as also of, black male it wasn't just black women i know i'm talking about as of late like lately it's been black women um but people would, i don't know when you look at his page he was talking to male and female he was i mean i feel like the most i feel like the, the shit that was highlighted was mostly women though yeah 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 yeah. but he talked to both but my point in saying that is that people are mad about him because of how he said it but there was there was some like if you really cut through the bullshit that he was saying there was things that he was saying that was absolutely like that that was definitely valuable and so i think that people need to really reel it back and, and, and say things in the right way in a more acceptable way i guess i don't know but i feel like that's that's also just like it's entertainment yeah it's definitely entertainment but um i don't know like i, th I think oh he wasn't shit. a therapist like uh that, that's the difference yeah he was just somebody that was doing some shit. like he just was a, a life coach or some shit like that so i don't know i think it does it does matter how you say things sometimes and how people will receive the message because if you're talking to young people young people are not trying to hear that shit. like you just have to say it in a certain way like pete rock didn't say it in no condescending way like he didn't say it in no like man fuck all y'all niggas type of way like he just said this shit is dangerous for the for the community like that's in hip-hop exactly that's what he was saying so um i think I he think didn't that's... go specify certain names he didn't he didn't name a, a million different uh young artists who's fucking shit up he just said this is just not good for hip-hop and just our culture in general yeah so shout out to p rap for saying that man definitely a legend in his hip-hop shit um and we appreciate you for, for speaking out because there's people like him that can really you know affect change you know in in, in the hip-hop game and the culture so shout out to him i mean there's definitely like uh, I mean, you was mentioned uh jay-z um he was one of those artists like back in the day where he was talking about auto-tune the death of auto-tune and all that kind of music he was so wrong in that case so wrong and i mean now i mean that could just be a period of hate <laughs> i think it like, could because <laughs> i feel like t-pain was just probably selling hella records and he was just like what the fuck is this shit like a new york like a new york boom bap type nigga just listening to auto-tune like it's not back then it was just crazy but now like you said he he missed a mark on that one um even now i said hip-hop is dead in 2006 and Hip-hop is, in a. I feel like it's in a good place right now. You see, it's way better than it was before. Like, we're the top music. Yeah. I would say, like, industry, like, hip-hop is at the top right now. Like, we are pop. We are what's popular. 
You're right, but at what cost though? Because just like P Rock said, like this drill I mean, music. It's at a great cost because like think about how many artists are making money and providing for their families. Like they're making a lot more uh, money. They're making more deals. Um, like you have Rihanna, you have um, Jay Z, you have Kanye. Like who was able to create these pretty much billion dollar type businesses based just on their likeness and what they did with music. So hip hop is is. It's it's moving uh, forward in that way, in that in that regard. It is. It's good for them, but like, just like P. Rock said, this motherfuckers getting locked up. This motherfuckers dying. Um, all over the music. I mean, it's it's probably not all over the music, but like, this is that's what I'm saying. At what cost? Because like people a lot losing of people going to jail. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like all these Ricos and cases where conspiracy types things. Like, why? They really got pushed, Iesty. Yeah, we are, we 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 the hottest. Not we, because I'm not I'm not no hip hop artist, but hip hop is the hardest and the most you know biggest industry right now in in music. So it's like, at what cost though? Like, how can we get to a place where we still big, but at the same time, we doing some positive shit? All right. So make sure that you guys uh, subscribe to the channel and uh, let us know what you think for sure uh, about this debate that P Rock put out in the uh, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's drill music tries to DJ's just old head um, that maybe just don't know what the young generation is going through or maybe he's right and uh, he, the things that he say is uh, what's good for hip hop and moving it forward. So the next thing that we're gonna talk about, um, this is a very popular uh, segment that we do, uh, the love and hate game. We'll talk about whether we love or hate and we're just gonna, um, choose out a few singles me and Matt and then we're gonna uh have a discussion and really this segment here is we like to uh point out like some songs and singles so you guys can check it out and tell us what you think so the first single that I want to talk about uh this week is uh by Lobby Boys which is Jim Jones and um who was it help me out who was it Jim Jones Lobby and Boys Man, put some respect on the Lobby Boy's name. Okay, who? Jim Jones and Mano. And Mano and Mano. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's, man, you already know that song is, uh, that song is really popping right now. Like, I, I fuck with it. Uh, Slot. And it even uh, featuring uh, uh, Fabio. Mm -hmm. Fabio Foreign. Like, he's definitely in his pocket, as always, on these type of drill type of records. I know we were talking about that a bit with Pete Rock and earlier. Um... But no, nah, I really rock with this uh, record. I feel like it's a more mature, um, still street record. It was even uh, Mano on there talking about I fuck with escorts. He being real to himself. I, I, I can't be mad at that. So anything like Jim Jones, like kind of touch these days, it just seemed like like he's got that touch where he's just in tune with the youth and just how he's transcend, transcended so many different generations. Um, I, I rock with the progression of Jim Jones and uh, Miss Lobby Boys is just another extension, so I, I fuck with it. So love or hate? I love it. Okay. So um, I guess the uh, next time I'm going, well, the first song for me, First Class by um, Jack Harlow. Um, this one is cool. This one's cool, just like the last one we talked about from Jack Harlow. It's okay. Um, it's not something that I run to listen to like at any time or any mood that I'm in. I do like the sample because it samples uh, "Glamorous" by Fergie. Like that shit. I think people need to keep it one thousand and like 
admit that Glamour's by Fergie was fire. Like it really was. I don't think anyone ever said it wasn't. Yeah, like we can't. I, I never heard that. Yeah, let's not act like. Yeah, I, I, I'm just just in case somebody is acting like it wasn't fire, like it was. Um, but uh, apart from the sample, like it's not something that I'm like. Like I said, it's not something I'm running to listen to. Um, so I'm gonna say hate, but I do love the. Obviously, sample. uh, the white boy he loved that song, so I mean he, he sampled it. Yeah, he do. He definitely do. Um, which for a good reason though, it's a good, it's a good record. Um, but let me go ahead and move into the next one. I found it interesting that this is actually still on the iTunes charts right now. It's pretty high. Um, so let's talk about DJ Khaled's We Taking Over. Um, that's with Akon, T.I., Rick Ross, Fat Joe, Birdman, and Louisiana. Man, this was a classic right here. Uh, back in the day, this was some years ago, uh, from DJ Khaled. Yeah, I mean, I... Back then, like I can say, I mean, I fucked with the record. Yeah. I can't say it's a record I really listen to these days anymore. But um, I mean, the standout verse is definitely Lil Wayne. That like I can probably pretty much kind of still quote, but yeah. Um, and I know I had Akon, like the, the it was great hook. DJ Khaled yelling on the track, "We the best." We nigga. Like yeah, I mean it's still it's still moving on for I mean people are still tuning in and listening. And I, yeah, I can't hit on this. I guess I, I would say I love it. Me personally, I gotta say hate just because the only verse that I really care about. No disrespect to Fat Joe, but I feel like Fat Joe slid too. Um, I can't re remember Ti verse like that. Um, but Lil Wayne verse was just like man, like there's too many verses on here. It was, it was, it was kind of like a. Um, like what's that song by Nori? Uh, fucking uh, band from TV. Like it was one of them type of things where there's a bunch of rappers just rapping on that shit. But put all the just the top niggas on just one song. Yeah, that's that's his specialty though. That's DJ Khaled's specialty. So, um, yeah, yeah and that is his career. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. So the next one I will put out there in the atmosphere. That's that's my word for uh, for this episode in the atmosphere. Uh, that Kanye West and Triple X Tentacion, True Love, that just came out recently. What you think? Um, same thing with the Jack Harlow. Like, I like the beat. It has that um, like that classic hip hop drum beat. Um, that drum, uh, that drum sample from like um, so many people have used it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely posthumous because uh, XXX is not here with us no more. But um, in terms of the song, I probably wouldn't play it again. Um, it was cool though, like you know, XXX did his shit on the, um, on on the hook and whatever, and then Kanye was rapping and shit like that. Like it was cool. Um, I say hate though. Kanye was yelling. Nah, he, I don't I, think I he was yelling. Nah, I say he was he was he was straight. He was like rapping on that shit. I don't know if he was yelling. Um, but it was okay. I, I say hate though, just because I'm not gonna play it again on purpose. Was Kanye flexing? Um, about his businesses, because I mean that's all he really rap about these days. Yeah, I think I, like a little bit. I can't really remember like exactly what he was saying, but I was I was more paying attention to the beat because I, I like the Kanye where he like rapped about like pe us as a people and not so much uh, flashy everything and name dropping all these different artists. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I liked when when it was a bit more of a a concept behind it and. Like a little bit Not more conscious. Be, yeah, a little bit more conscious. Like I, I kinda miss that kinda Kanye. 
So when he gets in that bag, that's that's the type of shit that I like from Kanye. Not then it's like, oh, I know this white artist from blah 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 or something area or like Walt Disney and blah blah. <laughs> it just be like, I mean, it's cool, like for sure. But um, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like that just that, that's only boosting his ego. It, doesn't it's not nothing i was do it's like you, you just keep that to yourself like boost your own self nigga yeah pretty much i mean it's, it's cool to, to to boost yourself up and love yourself but like for every record to be like that it's not who is that helping but yourself like you said like it's just for yeah, it's just hyping your own it's hyping your own head nigga like like that's that's cool it's like i mean but that's like a lot of rappers like they it's really all that hype shit and Talking about what they, who they fucked, who who they bigger than, who they better than, uh, instead of really talking about a message or what 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 is the song about, really? No, I feel that. I definitely feel that. Um, so let me go ahead and move into the last one, which is well, the last one for me, which is Post Malone and Sway Lee's Sunflower, which is interesting because this is still on the charts too. Um, yes, yeah, so how you feel about that? One? Love or hate? See, this is a cool bop. Um, it's, I don't know when I hear this song, just super relaxing, like the beat and the vibe of it. So I, I, I fuck with that like type of aspect. So I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm loving all these tracks. Okay, okay. For the most part. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna expand on it, but I do not like this song. I hate this song. Like if 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 like Post Malone, like I don't like Post Malone like that, but I, I will admit that he has good songs. And to me, this one is not a good song to me. Like, it's just, it's too pop to me. Um, it just had that sound that I'm not fucking with, but I, I digress. Let's move on to the next one. I mean, that was it. That's the last one. No, you didn't bring it the last one. Um, last one. Let me see. The one after. after oh, was, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, About Damn Time by Lizzo. Man, Lizzo, man. Man. I'm trying to tell you, boy, like big goddess. <laughs> she, um, I ain't gonna lie. I was just watching the video too. Like she was, she was looking kind of. You know I'm saying she was looking decent in the video. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, the biggest, the biggest. Big, <laughs> big, big Lizzo. Uh, now shout out respect on that name. Shut Come out, on now. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Lizzo, though, man. I think this is a good record. Um, it's, it's kind of in the same vein as what we was talking about um, on a previous episode with uh, with Silk Sonic with their Leave the Door Open. Like it has this old type of sound to it, um, quote unquote. So, uh, but it's a good song. It's a good record. I like the video. Um, the things she was saying on that was saying on the record was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real song. Like if if. If the song was for me, I would play it. But I feel like this song is not for me to like play all the time. So, but it's still a good record. I'm gonna say love. I gotta love something today because I already hated the other ones. So, fuck with Lizzo. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and love this one. Body positive right there. Like that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Just Lizzo's always promoting that. I, I love their energy. I love the song. Man, shout out to Lizzo, man. Thick thirty. Yeah, she was like right. thick thirty. <laughs> what she say? I can't remember exactly what she said. It was like, um, it's bad bitch o'clock, thick thirty or something like that. Like that's that's a bar. I'm I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with it. Like I need to be wherever thick thirty is. No cap. So um, right. 
Yeah. Let's move, let's go ahead and close it out there, man. This has been the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much for listening. If you got got this far, um, we for appreciate sure. you. And if you're listening to this one, go go back and listen to another one. Go back and listen to the one right before this, and then go back and listen to the one right before that. Then go back and listen to that. You know what I mean? It's it's a cycle. So go ahead and do that. Definitely like, comment, subscribe, tell somebody about it. Interact with us. Let us yep. know what we're doing right and wrong and all that cool shit, man. So, like I said, this we're is- on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube. The Instagram is the Friends Pod. You can always check our link tree. You can contact us directly through email. Send us some questions. But yeah, as always, this is the Friends Podcast. I peace, you guys, and love. Yeah, appreciate y'all.